You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I'm Jasper. And I'm Autumn. This is episode 124 of the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. And in this episode, Autumn and I will discuss if social media helps selling books or not. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this topic, Autumn. Oh, it'll be it'll be fun. I don't think it'll be anything surprising between you and I, but it'll be interesting to share this with the listeners and see what their takeaway is and what we get in comments. Oh, looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. But uh, you've also had a, a good week. You've been traveling for once. I have. Look at the, since the you can actually see my background. It's a little different this week. I, I took a sudden. Well, I've been wanting to do this since. Oh, I made a promise to my parents, and I think November that I would come see them. December, and then coronavirus ramped up, and it wasn't safe. And <laughs> even now, I mean, we're talking about third and fourth waves going on across the world and new lockdowns. But we finally just said we're going <laughs> so we drove a few hundred miles south and we're down in pennsylvania and i'm visiting my family and it's been too much food and too much sugar and too much beer and it's wonderful <laughs> so i'm not getting quite as much work done i'm actually surprisingly doing some work i'm going to, i swear i'm putting away my laptop the rest of today at least i'm going to crack open the wine with my dad and we'll sit in the back deck and you know absorb some sun and watch a little pond with some fish and you know have oh, a good family nice. time it's so good to be down here so i'm thrilled that's that's what we did. A little crazy, probably, uh, you know, this year, this world. I don't know if there is a good time, but we hopefully will finally be getting that delayed um, vaccine shot this week. So fingers crossed. Oh, nice. Out. Yeah, so it's not quite as silly as it seems. No, but that's pretty good news. And uh, also getting to see the family after so long, It's that's very nice. It is very, it's been really good. I'm having Tons of fun, if you can say that well, visiting your parents. <laughs> <laughs> so how are things for you? No, it's uh, good. I went to the hairdresser for the first oh, time right. in, in months today. Excellent. So, uh, <laughs> well, maybe my headset for those watching on YouTube, you can't really see it anyway, but uh, <laughs> it feels so much better. It's amazing. I didn't know how vital hairdressers were, but apparently they are. <laughs> I hope you tipped. Well, if I don't know. Do you tip in Denmark? So. No. Um, no, well, there you go. Well, you guys just have it right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not something we do. Uh, and we, and then the consequences sometimes when we travel, we can't quite work out how, how when am I supposed to tip? Should I do it now? How much should I tip? We we can't figure that stuff out. Oh, it's not I, in our culture. Yeah, I was gonna say I live in a culture where you tip, and I still don't know when you're supposed to tip or not tip. So yeah, and no. I told you on our drive down to Pennsylvania, we've been listening to that book, A Year of Living Danishly. I feel like I'm getting some insight to Danish culture. It's probably completely wrong, but it's been thrilling to listen to the differences. Going, I'm in the wrong country. You, I, I just flat out admit you have a better country. So there you go. What What was your key takeaway from that listen? 
I'm not quite done yet, but yeah, it's just, uh, you take care of each other. And that was, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But well, at least, I mean, we, uh, when it comes to tipping, we, we don't have a, anybody's salary depending on tips. You know, we, people are paid enough that they, they can, they can make their living. So you don't have to worry about tipping anybody because uh, the hairdresser, she earns a lot, enough, enough money to, to support herself. So and uh, you guys are, and you understand that and you're, you're cool with that. Even if it requires to paying more, you know, it's supporting yeah. someone's livelihood. And it's just like, well, that's, that's what I mean. You take, yeah. you understand that different... everyone has a right to life. And yeah. Yeah, there is definitely that. I mean, here, here, I mean, everything is very expensive. You know, normally when foreigners, foreigners comes to Denmark, they're like, wow, this is expensive place. And, and yes, it is actually. But on the other hand, uh, you know, there is a lot of social security. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things you don't have to pay for mm-hmm. uh, as a citizen and so on and so on. So, and that, are, but we also pay a lot of money in taxes. Yes, um, I did hear that. It was but, like 50%. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it depends a bit on how much you earn, of course, but, uh, but somewhere in there between 45 and 65 is quite normal. Um, so, but on, but then again, our salaries are also high. So you pay more in taxes, yes, but you also earn more. So I think compared to the US, I think we are quite better off still <laughs> as individual citizens. I mean, I think as a as society, um, I think your gap, and I think you do have the one of the lowest gaps between rich and poor in a developed nation. So I think that's really says something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, speaking of visiting family, I'm actually also planning to go visit uh, my brother and his wife this oh. his wife this coming weekend, which is uh also something that hasn't happened for months. Yay! So, overall, uh, that's also pretty good. And yeah. uh, I also finished up writing the first draft of our book one. It's been quite the uh, week. This is so exciting. And I haven't finished reading it yet. And of course, obviously, I haven't finished editing yet. But oh my gosh, our first book is uh, two books. We have the well, the, first, yeah. the novella, and now we have the book book. So I'm so yeah, excited. Yeah, indeed. Well, the first full novel, at least. The uh, yes. first draft is done. So that's nice. But uh, but one thing I did figure out, and of course, you and I have been talking about this, uh, Autumn, but I thought maybe some of the audience would be interesting as well in this because one thing I did start thinking about was that I needed, I'll try to see if I can improve my writing speed. That's right. Because I just, I would really like to increase my word count per hour. So I've started a bit of an experiment (laughs) uh, and we'll see how it goes once I get into writing book two. But I'm thinking that if I get it to work and I increase my word count, per hour then we can probably make it into like a future podcast episode at some point in time and share what i've done and and how it's working and 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 whatnot because i'm thinking a lot of our listeners would probably be interested in that as well i think they'd be interested even why you're doing it even if it doesn't end up working but we'll get there oh i i'm sure you've already seen a small increase so it'll be interesting to see how it goes a week on the internet with the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. 
So we had a world building post starting to trend quite significantly in the Amriding <laughs> Fantasy Facebook group. And uh, people were asking questions and getting feedback and were sharing details about their fantasy worlds. And I, I just thought I would mention that because, uh, yeah, I love world building. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one you honed in on. But it looked like a lot of writers were really just felt like sharing their worlds or asking all these posts or I liked it. It was kind of like, and if I haven't developed it yet, you'll stimulate my, you know, creativity to come up with an answer. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's fun. So you get to come up with these questions and if you don't know the answer, you're going to start developing your world even more from it. So it, they've been good posts. They were so big that we actually had to create a master post to just kind of like <laughs> yeah. not flood everything. As someone has an actual writing question that wasn't getting answered. So we need to kind yeah, of, thanks to Luke for, <laughs> Thanks to Luke for organizing that a bit. Yes, he stayed on top of it. It was very good. Yeah, yeah. But I love how uh, people could like help each other out. And uh, as long as the tones keep civil and friendly, then I think online communities like like this is is really good to have. Yeah. Um, so, of course, if you haven't checked it out already, you are free to join. You can just search for Am Writing Fantasy in the group section of Facebook and you will find us. Um, but yeah, I think that was all I wanted to mention about uh, what was going on on the internet this week. Yeah, well, did notice that if we haven't passed it by the time this is aired, it's definitely passed it. But I think we hit 4,000 members in the Facebook group. So, oh, you know, that's none too shabby. It's getting a little, it's getting so popular. You and popular, popular, blah. I'm, I'm not the only one podcast. who can't speak. No, it's like we only run a podcast. This is nothing. But yeah, <laughs> it's getting so popular. You and I were like, you know, letting in 60, 70 people at a time. We're like, wow, this is this is wonderful. But oi, so it's changed a little bit now. People hopefully get streamlined in a little bit better. But come join yeah. us. It's good. It's been really fun. No, that's a good point and probably just worth mentioning as well, just so people are aware, because you might notice that uh, in the Facebook group that uh, we always try to put in like welcome. And then we mentioned every single member who came into the Facebook group by name. And uh, we really like doing that. And that was a purposely thing that we decided to do because we felt it's a very nice way to be inclusive and welcome people in personally but yeah as autumn just said passing four thousand members now and we get a lot of people joining it's like some days there's like 40 50 people a day and it's just like it's too much so we have uh, turned on automatically auto auto approval i guess it's what yes. it's called in facebook language so <laughs> people will automatically get in so you will actually stop seeing those very nice uh, personalized welcome messages because i'm sorry but it's just too much now and it's sucking up it, it's it, writing out all those i mean it takes me like 15 20 minutes just to write out that one message and if i have to do that or luke or jason or autumn has to do that like every day almost it, it's a bit too much so hopefully you will understand why we stopped doing that now. Yes, we still welcome you and we're so happy you're there. But the personalized welcome messages, when you start hitting 60, 74 people at a shot and it's taking a half an hour to write out just your welcome message, just say hi, introduce yourself, let us know you're there and we'll be happy for that. And on to today's topic. 
So as we are getting into this one, I actually don't know if uh, some of what I'm going to say will be unexpected to some. I don't know. But uh, I think it's worth to talk about social media because if we are not very careful, or perhaps even despite the fact that we are being careful, social media tends to take up quite a portion of your time. And it can also influence your life for good or bad. Uh, but wouldn't you say that's true? Oh, I say definitely say that's true. I mean, I know my husband has actually completely gotten off social media because he realized oh, yeah. what a bad influence it had been in his life. And so then we have me on the other side as an author where I tell him I don't have a pro- private profile really anymore. My profile my is my public profile. And I'm a, as an author, as working with I'm Writing Fantasy. So if I'm online, if you Google me, if you Google my husband, he doesn't exist. If you Google me, you get like 10 pages. So it's kind of hard to have that under a very small roof. That's uh, so true, yeah. And also, I'm not going to... Uh, well, let me preface everything that I'm going to say from this point out. Uh, I'm not coming at this topic as if I have the right answers. So just know that going in here. Uh I just think that it's an interesting conversation. And of course, I have some viewpoints, but uh, I think our listeners should make up their own mind about social media. And, uh, you know, if anything we say here, if you agree with it, fine. If you don't, that's also okay. It is just some viewpoints that we have. And I don't think that this episode is designed to come out with like a recommendation as such. It is more just our reflections and then you can do with it what you want. I, I exactly. guess that's the best way to say it. I think I'll, I, my, I won't call it recommendation. It might, I'll have my writer coach hat on that says, if this is what I would tell you um, as a friendly author to another author of where you should focus your time. But yeah, if you happen to love social media and you're a total extrovert and you're doing well, or if you are shy and want to stay away, if you want to be like my husband and don't exist, you're a ghost on the internet, it's all good. It's fine. You be who you are and what you feel comfortable with. You shouldn't put yourself out there if you're uncomfortable. And you should not put yourself out there unless you're not writing at all. That's probably a problem. But if you <laughs> just love being out there, then that's fine too. Make time for it. Schedule it and make sure you also get your writing done too if you want to be an author. Yeah. And I know you have been playing around a bit with the Instagram and Pinterest and something yes. something like that. But And I want to circle back to that. But I was just thinking maybe a good place to start could be to mention, because we just talked about the Am Writing Fantasy Facebook group, for example, mm-hmm. uh, and just unpacking, let's say, the group thing in general. Uh, okay. I think that might be a good place to start since we just touched upon it. Um, and we can, of course, use I'm writing fantasy as an example here, but I'm more looking at it as groups in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a great group. The thing is just that it's not helping selling anything. You know, mm-hmm. of course, in with I'm writing fantasy, uh, well, that that is, of course, nonfiction. So, but even though, I mean, we have nonfiction books out guidebooks for authors we have that but a group like this is not helping to sell anything it, it, it doesn't bring any revenue or anything our way mm-hmm. uh, we are trying to build a good reach group for our readers at the moment and uh, maybe at some point that'll start paying off i don't know yeah. but what what's your like thoughts about running groups on social media platforms well i've 
my biggest one, because there are some really interesting Facebook groups. And if, as an author, the best, it's, we naturally want to hang out with other authors and network, which is awesome. That's why we have Am Writing Fantasy. We can go out and network with other authors. But really, if we're trying to get the word out about our books, you want to be in reader groups. And there's a few really cool ones, like Epic Fantasy Fanatics is one that if I go into, I'm like sucked in because I'll be laughing my head off hysterically. And then I have to show it to my husband because, of course, he's not on social media now. But (laughs) it's fantastic to be able to go hang out with readers. But one of the biggest things you'll see on almost every single reader group is you can't spam. You're not supposed to be, a lot of them have either no self-promotion rules or only a single thread where you're allowed to mention you're an author. They do not want to see you posting about your book at every single breath. And I think that's really important to know. They are literally there to enjoy. They expect authors to enjoy it as a reader, not to be enjoying it as a way of like sniping off readers so that you can kind of bring them into your, your fold. You're not supposed to be picking them off in there. It's great if you meet some people and you, they ask for a recommendation and you give them and they happen to pick up your book, but that's not your primary purpose or you're going to get kicked out. And some of them are really kind of fun. You don't want to get kicked out and miss all the memes and things. That's true. Um, but I'm also thinking in terms of running your own group. Um, yeah. I think the, and here, of course, I, again, I could be wrong and this is just my, my opinion here, but I think those who got started really early, mm. they have massive groups and it's working for them. But I think it's working because they got started really early uh, and that early mover advantage there just pays a lot of dividends Yes. And um, and those people who are in that group, it's like thousands of people, and they're now used to the. It's part of their habit. It's part of that group. Is part of what I do. It's part of what the ones that I check. But if you come in now with nothing and you're starting to try to build it, I'm really not convinced that it's worth the time and effort. Uh, I mean, we we did try short for a short while to have a reader group on Facebook. We actually shut it down and moved them to Goodreads because at least their readers are hanging out. Yes. But also there, we're trying to build it, and it's not easy. It is um, not easy. So and, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and I do know a few authors who have, like you said, they're kind of active readers groups, even if they're small, a few hundred people to maybe a couple thousand. I mean, that's kind of exciting. And they work really hard. A few authors I know, they're posting, it's not even about their own books. And that's usually the biggest thing. It's usually they're out there posting, like they're showing a fantasy image saying, hey, caption this. What do you think of this? They're saying good morning. They're saying good night. It's like, I don't know. I have to admit. So I'm talking, I am definitely an introvert. A lot of authors are introverts. When it comes to social media, I've often said if I wasn't an author, I wouldn't have a social media profile. I'm more like my husband. That's probably why we've been together 20 years. (laughs) Go figure. Very common. But it's, I like, I do like, this is where I like talking, especially during a pandemic. It was wonderful having these networks with readers and people that is just like, oh, we're already online. We already have these conversations. It was fantastic. But to have that reader group is a lot of work. And the times that I really put into a focus saying, I am going to get this going, I'm going to market, I'm going to do this post, this post, this post. It's a heck of a lot of time. And if you're busy, if you have a full-time job, if you have kids, it really eats into your writing time. And 
The other problem I see when you're putting your group on another pl- platform, just like we're doing with Goodreads, but if you're doing it on Facebook, Facebook has the problem where you know, they might not see your post at all. If you're not paying to promote posts to the people who want to see your post, which is really silly, but that is the, literally how Facebook works. People follow your page and then you pay to boost your post so that they actually see what you're sending out. They might not be seeing the stuff you're posting in your groups anymore. It's Facebook started with groups. They went to pages and then the groups no longer saw what you posted on your page. And now they switch back to groups And so if you're posting on your page, most likely most people are not seeing anything you're posting. Groups are active right now, but there's a lot of rumors that in 2021, groups are going to be marginalized again. And so you're going to lose connection with your readers. That's just frustrating. There's some places where if you really love social media, Goodreads, if they're following your group, they will see and they're getting their, you can get daily, weekly announcements of um a synopsis of everything everyone's posted. So if they're really interested, they can actually get access. They will get access to everything you posted on Goodreads. Amazon hasn't changed that yet. Thank you, Amazon. Please don't. (laughs) Um, Yeah, not yet. Mighty Networks. There's a few places that have started groups on Mighty Networks. You and I have talked about switching to Mighty Networks. There, if you post something, literally everyone sees it. Everyone gets an email if they have the notifications turned on. I like places where if you're going to put in the time and money and effort, you know they're actually going to see it without you then having to pay for them to have to go see it. And that is my biggest problem with social media, or at least the platforms where it's a time, it's not a general timeline that is specific where you've post something and then the next post below it is something posted after it. When they start mixing it up on favorite posts, liked posts, just they start playing with those algorithms and people aren't seeing stuff. Why are you putting in all this time? Cause yeah, if we circle back to it and we talk about how much time I've tried to put into makes it, making some of this work and following all the best tops topics and tips. Holy crap. Yeah. That's like the week you don't work at all. You get any writing done at all when you're just doing the marketing. I either not very fast or I'm not good at it or it does just take a boatload of time. Yeah, that was your Instagram and Pinterest uh, experiment that you ran a bit there to see if yes. we could get more engagement there. But again, it's, it's a time sink. And I feel like the evolution of all of these platforms, it doesn't matter if it's it's Facebook, it's Amazon, it, it's the same thing. Uh The evolution seems to be that it is more or less just everything is turning pay to play. So if you don't pay for it, forget about it. Uh, I, I hope Goodreads is not going to go that way at some point as well, but who knows? It is owned by Amazon, so it could easily do. Um, once they have ex- um, used up all their advertising spots that they can get onto the Amazon store pages, then where to go? Then they will might turn the, the eye on Goodreads and say, why don't we start putting some ads over there? I mean, there's readers over there. Why Why can't we just start advertising over there as well? And then you're, well, yeah. I, I could easily see that happen. But I think just building an audience on these different platforms, it might just be, it's it's probably not the best use of your time. Um, and I would probably even say that it's it's more important how much time it takes away from your writing time. 
Because writing new words is always, always, always more important than it is to interact with your audience on social media. I don't know. Do you think that's controversial to say? <laughs> no, I don't think it is. I think it's important to interact with readers. Uh, but I think there's multiple ways of doing that from your own emails to Goodreads to social media to going out to a book fair. I mean, you should definitely like look at your month and find ways of interacting with readers. But you should be writing first. I would say if you had a choice of what to do first in a night, write first and then have some wind down time to talk to readers. Be it, however it is, social media, compose emails, do a newsletter, do something and do it in that order. Don't put talking to them first because then you're already online and it's like, you just want to go check out this one more thing. You go down the rabbit hole, you end up talking to someone else. And the next thing you know, you didn't write anything that night. And that's not helping your journey as an author. No, indeed. But, and I think there, for me, there's a clear distinction between social media and email lists. Email list for me is completely different because on the email list, you own the data, you own that list of people. Nobody can change the rules on you. You can download them anytime you want. You can take them to some other supplier if your current supplier is um, making a fool of themselves or whatever. <laughs> so you have plenty of options to do something there and you control the message. And yes, of course, it's true that uh, there will be some, for whatever reason, uh, when you send out an email, uh, some of the emails disappears in cyberspace and they never arrive in some of the inboxes. That's the name of the game. But It's not like 1% of the people will see your message unless you pay. Uh, that, yeah. That's not how it works. So email is different. So, uh, But if I look at it from a social media perspective, I I also feel like it, it was probably different maybe five, 10 years ago, but I feel more and more like social media is just white noise. I, it, it's mm. There's just a lot of stuff there. It's a time sink and it, it is being constructed in a way whereby your endorphins are kicking, you know, you're getting rewarded for uh, posting something about the like the best side of yourself that you can think of. And then somebody will like your wonderful picture of your cat or whatever. And, and then you, you feel rewarded and then, oh, that was nice. Great. And then you'll do some more of that. And I mean, I get it. it I understand. But my point is just that I don't think it helps at all if we're looking at it from building an author brand as such. I really don't. Yes, maybe a bit, but if you're putting in a hundred hours, you know, you're not going to get that value out of it as you would have done putting in a hundred hours writing instead. Um, but it, I don't know. I'm struggling with it because I think like you, mm -hmm. if I did not have an author business to run, I wouldn't be on Facebook either. I would not have a profile on Facebook. I, I actually don't like it in that sense. And I don't like the way Facebook handles privacy and stuff like that. I have a lot of concerns with Facebook in general. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, to the Facebook ads, they work incredibly well. So it's like, I know it's completely double standards here, right? Because on one hand, I don't like it. But on the other hand, I find it very useful. Yes. So it's tough. It is tough. And that is... And those are the ethical questions, you know, that especially you and I, we wrestle with that, okay, this this incredibly invasive platform that is mining your information, because as they say, if you're not paying anything to be on the platform like Facebook, then you are the product. 
So they are using you for data. And I'm not being a conspiracy theory theorist here. You can go online and look at all the data they're collecting. I love, I have a pixel data, pixel data scraper that tells me how many pixels are on websites I visit. And it's just like, holy crap, they're following you everywhere. Thank goodness yeah, yeah. I mean, the new Apple and there's a few places where you can block all that. But And we're paying them for it. That's, the, that's the worst part. And then we go and we, we do use that to then try to sell a book or something. But it works so well because they've mined all this data. It is Yeah, so it's crazy. like it's, it's like giving money to the devil and then complain about it. The devil exists. I mean, it's, <laughs> yes. it's a bit... Uh, yes, we I do. I know, it is tough. It is tough. And I would also say that there is, I agree with you about newsletters versus normal social media that we thought of it, but there's this new hybrid now, like Mighty Networks, or like some of these places that have gone. And if you become a very popular author where people are coming to you, you can put a mock social media website on your website. It's like forums, but now they look, they can look exactly like Instagram or look exactly like face. Well, maybe not exactly because, but they're following that kind of platform. So you can create your own social media site. So if you want, if readers love coming and working and interacting with you, but you're sick of Facebook, move them to your own website, but you have to be big enough that they're coming to you. But, but there yeah, are, that's, that's just yeah. what I meant. It's, it's not going to yeah. work, right? I mean, but this not is... Unless you have to be way, you know, way bigger already, but there are sites where you control, Mighty Networks being one of them, where you control yeah. the access, the list, all of those things that currently Facebook doesn't allow you to do. But the problem is, again, I mean, uh, the tools, there's plenty of tools. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of ways uh, and and good ways uh, to organize things yourself, own the data, making sure that they can't take your audience away from you if you put in the time to build it, and 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 that's good. That is good. But the, and the, there's just a big but because <laughs> the thing is that you have to drive all that traffic, and that is just a million times harder in this white noise world than than you might think getting people on. I mean, yeah, as you mentioned earlier, we've been talking about moving maybe something to mighty networks at some point, especially if, if Facebook goes through with what we've sort of heard on the grapevine that they might nuke Facebook groups this year and make them well, pretty pointless. I think if they go ahead with their plans, but let's see how it ends up. But if they do, we have been talking about moving to Mighty Networks. But again, there, my main concern is really that then we have to drive all the traffic. Whereas today, the Facebook algorithm drives the traffic. It shows the uh, I'm writing fantasy Facebook group to Facebook users that it knows will be interested in it. And then they come on board and they enter our group. And then we can have a conversation with those people and so on and so on. And that's wonderful. But if I have to go out myself and say, hey... Uh, you know, if you're interested, if you're a fantasy author and you are interested in knowing more about uh, it and interact with your fellow fantasy authors, come on over to Mighty Networks. The only thing you need to do now is to download an app you don't have already, create an account you don't have already, and then I mean, nobody wants to do that. So it's so hard. Especially to me, it's like, and what you were saying earlier is so true. It's like those endorphins. Most people are on social media because it is feel good. And they want to do that post that goes viral. They want to have that comment that people go and like. And it's nice to network and talk to other people. It's wonderful. Like in the I'm running fantasy Facebook group where 
you know, authors are actually getting help and they're, feel, they're overcoming hurdles oh, yeah, and yeah, they're fighting. Sure. That is fantastic. But I think that is the rarity. And so many people who come to our group say nothing else is quite like this group. They're not finding that in many other places because we're so strict on self-promotion and because we just have an awesome group, <laughs> an awesome group of writers and authors. But usually, like, I do love Instagram, but the interaction there, I've seen that go downhill. Like, I started on Twitter. I love Twitter, and it was writers are so snarky, and it was so much fun being on Twitter. But something there changed, and I moved eventually. I tried Facebook, didn't like it. I got onto Instagram, and I really enjoy it because I'm very, you know, I'm a graphic artist too. I love the pictures. And that was fantastic. But I've seen that even kind of going downhill where now it's not just the post order or that you're just getting shown things that they think you'll like and interact with, but it's like everyone is shouting and waving their, you know, their pretty pictures, but no one's, not many people are cross talking unless you happen to know each other and we've known each other for years Then we're still communicating, reaching new people. It's mostly people following to get more followers liking to try to hopefully you'll come and like their stuff. It feels very one-sided and it wasn't like that before. And I do think it's just feeding that, you know, everyone wants to be an Instagram influencer. They want to have that viral post Mm. that becomes so impressive and huge. It's not about connecting with readers. And I, I do miss that warmth, that actual like, Hey, there's a few people I know on here that they're half the reason I go back because it's one way I get to talk to them. And especially with talking about Twitter, because that's also one where I have changed my way of operating with it quite a lot. Uh, I used to use Twitter very actively. I used to spend an hour, hour and a half every week scheduling the next week's manual tweets where I gave people like updates on what's happening in my life, uh, how far have I come with my writing, all those different things, anything that I just thought that people might be interested in. So, and I spent an hour, an hour and a half every week scheduling the next week's posts. And I have like almost 50,000 followers on Twitter and that, that might look nice and, and sound nice, but honestly it doesn't, make that much of a difference because also that has turned white noise Mm -hmm. Uh, and i always respond if somebody tweets directly at me i always respond to them so i still do that but i've completely stopped doing anything manual i don't share anything i mean i i load up for example when we uh, now release this podcast episode 124 once that's done i will upload it into my auto poster so it'll go into my like automated cycle of tweets that it'll start sending it out once in a while. So that's all I do. So everything that goes on out on my Twitter feed is either auto post from my cycle of content, mm-hmm. which of course I, I think people will find that interesting. Uh, that there's a lot of content. Uh, this is hundred episode hundred and twenty four. So we've done a lot of episodes and uh, and we have two and a half years of uh, YouTube videos before that as well. Yes. So there's tons and tons and tons of content. And I, I'm still, of course, hoping that if people come across my profile there, they will find some stuff and think, oh, this is pretty cool, or at least some of it that they will find some something that interests them. And then they can go and check it out, of course. And it doesn't cost anything to listen to a podcast episode or watch a YouTube video. That's something they can easily do. But... The whole manual engagement and the time investment I put it in into it before, 
I just stopped doing. And honestly, I've not seen any difference whatsoever when it comes to marketing or sales effectiveness at all. Nothing. It changes absolutely zero. Which is so, it is sad because I do remember Twitter before the bots. And that's when I, that's where I, I had gained over 20,000 followers. And I still actually have most of them. I, they've dropped off a little bit, but I mean, I rarely go in there and that's the worst thing. It's like, I should, if I'm not actually going to go respond to people, I should just shut down the account, but it's hard to say, oh, 20,000 people, but I don't want them. <laughs> and that's how we met. You and I started talking actually on Twitter. So, you know, I'm, I'm sentimental, but it is it's changed so much. There's a lot of white noise. And now that there are bots, there's a lot of people who are just not physically present. And Instagram is still interesting. They're just starting to do the side loading where you're getting to be able to schedule posts and get them up. Because I mean, it is Instagram is still very much you have to be manually doing it. But there are a couple platforms that are actually now allowing them to do Instagram posts. As far as even today, I got an announcement that the social media scheduler I use is now allowed to do the first post or the a post and a comment, the first comment on Instagram, because the comment is usually where you put all your hashtags. So this is huge for if you're marketing, you can go ahead and preload all this stuff, but that means you're not actually on Instagram talking to anyone else. It's just a whole bunch of robots on there talking to each other. That's so we all have like AI lives that we never go in and check. This is not Again, not selling any books. That was sort of the point of this conversation. It's just robots talking. Yeah, yeah. it just puts Instagram in the same bucket as everything else afterwards, right? Everything is just the same. It's just it's just AI posting stuff on behalf of whatever you loaded into it, and then everybody does that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I not to say that no books are ever sold from from tweets or posts on Instagram and so on. I'm, I'm sure that, that there are books sold from it once in a while. But my point is more, if you like being on the platform, if you enjoy it already, mm-hmm. then fine. Then, then you know, use it and, and, and post manually, do, do the things you like to do. But I think we need to stop seeing social media as if it's some sort of obligation that if you want to build a proper platform, if you want to sell books, you have to be on social media. I don't think that's the case anymore. I really don't. And I would almost challenge people to say, if you don't already enjoy it, try just stop checking the platforms. Maybe you let's run an experiment for a week and do like this, right? Create two time slots a week. And say, during these two times, half an hour, I'm allowed to go into this platform and I'm just going to check the messages and reply to things and whatnot. But the rest of the time throughout the next week, I'm not going to log in. I'm not going to even look at it. I just (laughs) completely ignore it. And then tell me what the difference is. Because I bet you there is nothing, absolutely zero difference. Other than you have made more time for yourself and you have more time to write and you don't get sucked into these rabbit holes. Yeah. So try and that, it, or even better, that just occurred to me, try to delete the app from your phone and see ooh. what happens then. But, except for Instagram, because that's the only way it exists. But yes, but no, I, I agree, because what we were saying, even about endorphins, I mean, I think really does get inside your head and you want to make that viral post. You want to start seeing, I mean, the really so serious marketers. And when you really get serious about marketing on it, you know, they're talking about 
you're tracking what post you did that day, what type of post, how many likes did it get? I mean, you can take an hour just tracking all your, you know, your Instagram posts for the month and seeing which ones are getting the most interactions, what days, what type of post is it? It is insane. And that becomes its own obsession. And again, a like is not a reader. It, it might not mean anything. It might be just someone going down pretty picture, pretty picture, pretty picture, or funny, yeah, funny, yeah, or, yeah. you know, come back like me, you know, trying to get a like for a like. It might not be that important. And if you take a social media break for a week or so, the first few days are always tough. But when you can clear your head and then you hear your story and you hear your characters again, you're like, this is what's important. Go see your family. You're like we've done it. <laughs> it's what's important. But yeah, I mean, you mentioned that Instagram course. I tried to enact a very serious Instagram course. that had all these tips, and it was so hard. It ate up so much time. And I mean, part of it is having like a theme and a brand, especially with Instagram. So I, I made my own personal filter because, you know, I'm a graphic artist. I do these crazy things. It became no fun for me to be on Instagram because instead of like taking a really picture, pretty picture of the sky or a leaf or, you know, flowers, I love insects. I'm doing all these really things. Instead, I had to go and take that picture, run it through this filter, then go back and repost it. And then make sure I had hashtags in a certain area and do this. I was all serious. It took all the fun out of it. And I actually lost followers. I dropped by like 20. (laughs) And I was just like, what the heck? And so I found that just so, you know, funny. I put in like five times as much effort and time and planning and it totally burned. And it was really funny because on my, I do have a second Instagram profile because, again, I like Instagram and I'm a graphic artist. So on the other profile, I've got my graphic artist. And there I have always been kind of very purposeful. Like I share a very white quote and then I do a very graphic picture color heavy like cut book cover I did and then I do a a white picture. So it shows up as this, you know, you look through it and it's got a pattern to it and that's just the way I do it. That one's totally different. You know, people love it because what I'm sharing is graphic media. If I don't share on that one, I see the results of my website. So oddly enough for as an artist, it works fantastic by doing these very serious posts that I've always been very serious minded. The other one, it was other authors' quotes by doing like quotes from Stephen King. Oh, those went like viral. Everyone loved them, shared them, copied mm. them, bookmarked them. My own stuff, pff, forget it. As um, oddly enough, with my graphic one and some of the quotes, I'd ask questions like, you know, as an author, how are you finding book marketing? And so many authors came back to me saying, yeah, every time I post about my book, I lose readers. You know, people complain and they drop, they stop following me. And it's just like, I'm on here because I'm an author. And every time I post, I lose followers. Yeah. Seriously, why bother hence, as an author? That's the point. Right? Yeah, hence, the point? But, but again, that's where, that's where the email list is good because there is an entrance criteria. You, somebody has to type in their email address. They have to confirm the fact that, yes, I want to receive emails. So already there, those who don't want anything at all, they're not never going to go through this. Uh, It's actually quite funny, just a side note here, because (laughs) I was uh, preparing a a Facebook ad earlier today that is going to go live tomorrow. Uh, Well, we are recording ahead of time. So by the time you hear this, it's already passed. But (laughs) that, that was not the point. The point was more to say, I actually on purpose 
wrote into the ad text itself that, yes, this will require you to leave an email address. <laughs> and if you don't like it, cool, no problem. I actually put it in on purpose because I've seen it two million times now that every time you see all the complainers start in the comment section, well, this is again one you, you have to put in your email. Yes, but if you wouldn't have to put in your email address, if you wouldn't come on to our email list, what would be the point of us even running the ad? It, it is completely pointless, right? Because a part of the process is also to sort people off right, or sort them out. So basically the ones who doesn't want to do any, who doesn't want to engage at all with us, who doesn't want to hear from us again, well, great that you didn't sign up because then we don't want you there. Yes. <laughs> so, it, it, But I think I've just gotten a bit fed up with social media by now, I must admit. Um, I also don't like how it feels sometimes like posts are being made and written in controversial or provocative ways on purpose just to get engagement. Not necessarily even because the poster believes or or thinks what he or she posted, but more just because they know that this is going to piss some people off, sorry for the language, and then uh, they I'll get a lot of comments and, and so on and so on. I don't know. I, I might. I just feel like my life is too valuable for stuff like that, and I, I don't want to spend time on it. Don't get me wrong. I, I love personal interaction, like you said earlier as well, Autumn. I, I like it when you have like the one-to-one conversation with somebody who has something great to say, or it doesn't have to be about anything that I wrote or did, but just like this sort of personalized ping pong. I like that stuff. That mm-hmm. That is cool. But going on social media to try to find that situation or that ping pong, it, it's, it's just, hard. there's too many other things that just drains my energy, to be honest. So I don't know. I'm no longer a fan of social media. I guess that's my conclusion to all of this conversation. <laughs> and I've heard, especially on Instagram or even on Twitter, I mean, I, on Twitter, I think it was, they said the first thousand people you fought, you met would be the ones that you would remember the most. And I think on Instagram, it's like the first hundred to 200 people that you interact with and meet and your first followers. Those are the ones you kind of like keep going back and connecting with. But after that, it just becomes competition. Or I don't even voice. think that's true. Yeah, I think it, there's a couple of people that I've met that way. You being one of them. I don't think you're my first thousand, though. But <laughs> at least every once in a while, you do meet up with other people, and it's a great way. But I definitely have to play devil's advocate, even though I know we're getting like towards the end. So if you have this freebie you want to give away so that people get on your newsletter list, where do you share it other than social media? How do you get people to hear about the free book you're offering. Yeah, but that's exactly the thing. I mean, we <laughs> are in a pay-to-play market now. The only effect, if we're talking about freebies like a, a PDF, um, a free book, of course, you if it's uploaded to Amazon, you can advertise it on Amazon using the Amazon ads if you want. But let's assume it's not. Let's assume it's something you're giving away because you want people on your email list. Yes. And the only really effective way and this is, again, <laughs> it's double standards, I know, but the only really effective way is Facebook ads. Mm. It's the only thing that really, really works well. When it, you, you can post on social media and all of that, but you're going li- to get like less than half a percent of people actually taking any action or signing up c- compared to how many impressions you got. So it's a ton of effort for almost no gain, whereas the paid Facebook ads, you can get them to perform quite well. 
Uh, it takes some know-how and it takes some testing and some money and so on, but you can get it to work quite well. Uh, and that's the name of the game. Unfortunately, uh, I, if, if we were not using Facebook ads to, for example, promote am writing fantasy and so on, then I'd have no idea where we would find anybody. It just yeah. wouldn't happen. No, we would just, it would be like we didn't exist. I mean, marketing is important. And unfortunately, marketing right now is social media and it is a pay to play market. The freebies, the authors helping authors to boost posts. That was, that was part of what I used to love about social media. And it's just, even when they're helping each other now, it's, you're just not making as big of an impact. I swear the algorithm pushes you down if you're not paying. And I've mentioned my my theory that way to you before that I just think yeah. if, you, if they see that you don't pay anything, they just have a little negative somewhere in your little algorithm. It just kind of keeps you under a certain cap. And until someone proves me wrong, which I don't think there's any way because none of us know what these algorithms are doing. I just, I firmly believe that is true. And I don't know. I'm stubborn, so now I refuse to pay for anything. You do all the marketing because I'd be like, no, they can't have yeah, my yeah. money. But well, nowadays you you've sort of uh, you've sort of outsourced it to me nowadays anyway. <laughs> but but still, I mean, there is a difference between talking about engaging on social media versus running paid ads on social media. Those two things are actually two different things. I mean, it's the same platform, but it's two different activities. Yes, running the paid ads. I don't like giving Facebook money. But I understand that it's the name of the game and it's something we have to live with, so hence I do it. But meaning engaging on Facebook, like posting things on my author page every week and stuff, I don't do any of that, nothing at all. Uh, so that's just where I mean that there is a difference between the two ways of using the social media platform. Agreed. And that is, I think, the difference. You can set up the ad and tweak it and get it running and maybe just need some monthly tweaking at that point. Even AMS ads, it's sort of the same thing. Once you get them running and if they're working, you're usually doing okay. You're getting the word out. You are marketing somehow. But going on to Instagram or Goodreads or Facebook or Twitter and spending 15 minutes or an hour or two hours and just talking to people... That's not going to sell you the books that running an ad will actually do. No. So I think that's as far as we go today. And uh, next Monday, we are going to discuss deep point of view. What is it and how can deep point of view help your story? If you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on Patreon.com slash AmWritingFantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday.